This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. We are less than a month away from the Jewish high holidays. It's coming right up. And of the main rituals that the high holiday is known for is the blowing of the shofar. The blowing of the shofar, to me, can use a little bit of conversation. What is it? Why do we do it? What is the relevance of it? Shofar in English is someone who drives you from place to place. So let's see the shofar as something that is taking us somewhere, that it's taking us literally from place to place each day. So how can we get there? Let's begin with the shofar itself. The instrument itself with very few other apparatuses, is the oldest instrument to humanity. And it was used in ancient times for announcements of something special or for charge and warfare. In Jewish tradition, it was used for the new year or for coronation of a king. It was used at Sinai. It was used in the Jubilee year and also when they went to war. So it's a very provocative sound, an extremely confrontational sound of an announcement of something new and something real happening. So it is a call to reality that happens with us every year. And on Rosh Hashanah, it seems simple enough that it's a call towards all the above to take on the new year, to take on life, and to take on all the freshness of what it means that there should be something considered brand new in your existence. The thing is, is that we actually blow the shofar for a month before Rosh Hashanah, each day of the month of Elul that we are in right now. And I've been blowing it every morning live on Instagram. And even though blowing it on Instagram is not the same as hearing it live, but the times we're in dictate that we should do something that at least gives us the concept, the relevance, the announcement towards what's happening within us. So I thought it would be worth explaining why we're doing it in this month, even though its prime source is about the new year. So first things first, Jewish, Jewish holidays in general are always around a moon, a full moon generally. Passover is the full moon, Sukkot is the full moon, even Hanukkah would be as the moon is waning towards the end of the month, uh, certainly when it begins. So the idea that we have a holiday that begins with no moon in sight, the high holidays, is already an indicator to what's happening, what type of energy there is. And the energy that we're talking about of the high holidays is that there's a certain lack of control that we have onto the world around us. I don't know if I've thought about this in years past, but I'm certainly thinking about it this year, that the beginning of a new year, it's all about the idea that there's really only in front of you darkness. Only right now where you stand is there light, but what's going to come up for you in the year ahead is above and beyond. Last year, I had the audacity to talk about the year in terms of a decade. What's this next decade going to be like? How are we going to change over the next decade? And think about it in terms of 2020 or 5780. And I say I had the audacity because there was no reason for me to believe 
other than some mighty pandemic, that we would be able to go out there and really plan for an incredible world ahead. And I'm not putting those plans on the side, but I've certainly pivoted to a more day-to-day mindset and the ability to think about how each day could be memorable, meaningful, loving, connecting, and to not beat myself up about what I want to do versus what I can do in the moment. So this year, I certainly won't be making that mistake, and it's affecting my messaging in a positive way. The messaging has to come down to a way more practical, balanced approach to, we are here to make each day unique. I don't want to live each day as if it's my last, but I would like to live each day as if it could be a bright day for my soul, for my existence, and for the people that I encounter. So Rosh Hashanah coming up with no moon lets me know something very interesting. The moon, as we spoke about in the last podcast, is all about reflective light, what I do with the energy around me. So what happens when there's no energy around you? On Rosh Hashanah, there is no energy around us. There is no moon. What is the reflective light? Well, the answer is we need to prepare ourselves so that we can grasp what light lies within us. And that light can be drawn out even when there's no light at all. This idea of being able to look within yourself to find the fuel and energy to affect the world around you is one of the most beautiful points of Jewish life of Jewish prayer, deepening our relationship with the light that we possess, that light is there to help us brighten the world around us. Now comes the month of Elul, the month before Rosh Hashanah. This month is all about initiation, the ability to see myself as the person who brings light. So now you can already see the connection. If this is a month about learning how to see how you bring light to the world, then when it comes Rosh Hashanah, we have already found ample light within us so that when we step up to the plate and think about the new year and the new time that we're in, we can see the individual approach and the individually capacity to affect the light of this world by bringing our own to it. I call this idea to tap into what's in your control versus what's not in your control. To a certain degree, Rosh Hashanah is not in our control. There is no moon. And Rosh Hashanah is not in our control. God rules the universe. And it is all part of an incredible, harmonious spirit that within this world, everything fits into place. And a new year means a new opportunity for the renewed connection to the universe. But the month of Elul prior to that is all about the reflective light And it's all about what I bring to the table, the light within me. What we call animation or soul, the ability to bring vitality and light to the world, that's what this month is all about. The Hasidim or the older Hasidim from where I come from in Russia and in Chabad would often say this idea that an Elul, Elul is the real chauffeur. Because on Rosh Hashanah, the chauffeur blowing is, it's not in our control. It's the announcement of a king, the announcement of a higher reality, the announcement of a noble energy that is onto itself beyond us and that we can only recognize and connect to by recognizing its nature to be above and beyond nature. Whereas Elul, this is the real chauffeur because this represents our personal attitude of initiation and newness. So let's focus on this a little bit. The relevance of the chauffeur is in many different ways the the shape of the chauffeur itself. The shape of the chauffeur with its curve is supposed to be analogous 
the, at least from the Kabbalistic point of view, it is analogous to a birthing canal. It has a very small beginning, a very narrow origin, but it has a very wide birth canal for new life to exist. And when the new life comes out, it makes a sound, a cry, a piercing cry, that new life is here and the world is forever changed with this new energy here in the world. So this idea is kind of like the shofar. The shofar is narrow on one end, wide on the other, and you have to put your breath in it. And the breath is that new soul, that new life coming through, coming out with a cry, representing a newness to each day. It is the 30 days of preparation for the high holidays that allow there to be high holidays. The human being's most important feature is preparation, is being able to prepare and anticipate. And when you can't prepare and anticipate because of the unknown, well, then you cultivate the light within, you cultivate the breath within, the strength within, that when you're able to cry out, you can cry out for the most unique moments of life, the newness and the coronation of nobility and dignity that we bring into the world around us. This, to me, is the inspiration for why I've been blowing the show for each day of Elul. And each day when I start, I start my live at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m., and I try to channel a new thought for the day, a new idea about shofar and about what we're doing in preparation and dealing with the times that we're in, trying to be very grounded. And then at 9.05, we blow the shofar. And it's sort of like the Jewish sound bath of this total type of sound that affects yourself. It is a piercing cry that starts from a, a regular cry going into a battle cry, which then breaks up into a sob of like this constant need to have to affect the world. And then it goes into an even higher level of sob of basically saying like all there's left is someone out there feel my cry so we can be together and combine our energies for an even deeper awareness and a deeper newness. So I'll blow the show for, for here, right here on the podcast, to give you an idea of what it is we're doing and how the sounds affect us. So I'll blow it nice and slow, close your eyes, Think about it, how it affects you and prepare yourself that when you hear a shofar, when you get to Rosh Hashanah and we have an outdoor service and we can listen to the shofar blowing, we think about what is new in our life, what is broken that we will fix, what breath within me has the power to bring new life to the world, and think about the newness that you're able to bring into your environment. So join me each day on Instagram Live and I'll send you off with the shofar blowing. May we be inscribed and subscribed to a year of goodness and joy and harnessing of our inner light to affect the world in a most positive way.